welcome back to the final two podcasts. Today, we have another very special guest, none other than FDU royalty, Danny Rodriguez. Yes, sir. 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 Thank you for accepting an invite to the final two. How are you, my brother? I am very good. And how are you guys? Chilling, man. Doing great. Doing, doing great. good. We're doing good. I helped you out. Great. Well, both helped out today. Right, right, right. Me and me and Sal getting busy today. Yeah, that was really good. How's how was your summer? How was this COVID infested summer for you? Um, you know, it, it definitely was deterred. Definitely a lot of things I wanted to do that couldn't get done. But, you know, aside from that, I was definitely able to sit down and really do a lot of thinking, more of just like, you know, basketball aspect. Um, I really figured out where I want to go with my career and everything and what how I can take my game to the next level. So I've really been focused on that, really, and just working out. Uh, the courts uh, have been up for about a month now. So I've been, like, shooting for a month now. But for like ever since I got home from quarantine, it was just straight workouts. Mm. We'll stop, you know. Exactly. We were so, talking about before, you know, like, you know, I asked you, I was like, "What are you, what are you doing? Like, are you working?" You were like, "Nah, man, just just working out, just sticking with basketball, you know, focusing on my craft and all that." So again, real, bro, like, it's a tough time, but you're you're really working on it. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you for real. Like, all I do is just come home, relax watch TV, and then when I get bored of watching TV, I get up and go work out. Because that's really the only thing to do around here. You know, like you said, corona around, so everybody trying to stay safe. Not really any pickup games. So mm-hmm. it's really just, you know, go to the park. It's really the only time the park is really empty, for real. So I get I get a lot done. I get a lot done. I usually go out for like two hours at a time and then mm-hmm. come back. So Yeah, and, and Oliver, he actually was telling me, and I, I dropped him off today, it was crazy. Like he, he and his brother, sixteen-year-old brother, right? He, yeah, yeah You guys built, you guys built your own hoop. Like literally, yeah. you measured it yourself. You had the the plywood, ten mm-hmm. feet. Like it's crazy mm-hmm. how much dedication you got, especially for the game. Did you use the HP computer to do that, or was that just? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, me and my brother, um, before college. Um, our summer jobs was going to work with our uncle and we used to do construction with him. He has, he does construction, has his own construction company and everything. So we would work with him during the summer and my brother gravitated to it more. I told my uncle, you know, me, I'm more of a, you know, give me a computer and sit down. I will do numbers for you. I will make sure your, your checks and your balances and is all checked and balanced, you know? Mm, so like an accountant. Exactly. So I'm more of a numbers. My brother is more hands-on. So he, he was the one that, um, you know, I wanted to do something for me and him to also bond, you know, also other than playing a video game because we do that all the time. So I wanted to do something for us to bond and for us to, you know, something that we would cherish and pass on and keep in our, like, you know, with our kids and everything. Absolutely. So what's you your major somewhere? in college? Yeah. Sorry. My sorry, major. Now you're good. My my major is psychology. So it's kind of it's kind of a twist. My major is psychology. I want to be a therapist. Uh, if basketball doesn't work out. Hmm. That's good that you have a backup plan, especially because there's yeah, a lot of, of athletes that are just solely on basketball and say if that doesn't work out, you know, yeah. they're kind of lost. They're like, what do I do now? Do I just be a coach, you know, get a minimum wage, but rather mm-hmm. you have a backup plan for another career. 
Now, I like what you were talking about, you know, investing your time besides, you know, playing games like any other kid would watch TV. Mm -hmm. Rather, Mm -hmm. you focus on playing basketball. You try to do things outside of your surroundings, you know, building your own hoop. But also, like I said this morning, we went out and you really, you and I gave back to the community of Newark, you know, helping out, you know, with the community, the food bank, packaging, delivering food. So Mm -hmm. tell me about that. I mean, how do you feel being, you know, born and raised in Jersey, repping Jersey and giving back to Jersey? Well, you know, as I said to you today, it was a little more sentimental value to me, too, because it was actually in the gym that I started playing basketball and everything. I got my I got my start and I got uh, my coach who passed away. Rest in peace, uh, Jay. But he he uh, basically put me in the hands of another AU coach and it was a better, bigger program because he knew that my talents were bigger and better, not better, but you know, they were bigger than Newark and what he could offer. So he uh, entrusted me and a friend of his. And from there, I just went on and shined and went completely up from there. So, you know, that gym and especially giving back there meant a lot to me today because it's home. You know, they always say, the best athletes are those that can make it and come back and give back, you know? So mm, Danny, that's deep, Danny. Right, right, right. You feel oh so my high? God. So, so, so I, so it means, it means a lot to me that I was able to, you know, do, you know, that coach G does this, you know, cause without him telling me, I would have never known, you know, I never knew that Likewise. they were doing this and his volunteer work. So, you know, and Sal came through and it was very, very encouraging to see Sal there because, you know, Sal is all the way from, from their school, you know? So Sal, Sal yeah. me, I had, me, it felt like more of a moral and uh, and a community responsibility for me to be there. But Sal, you know, Sal just completely volunteered there. And we was, you know, we was kicking it there. Mm, they had a folded paper, but we was, we was kicking it. This what's up, man. You have a I think quarantine that HP computer cheese you a lot, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, know, you. I'm telling you, I did I just did so much thinking. I just did so much for real, bro. I just I like I'm not my mom my mom's an educator, my mom's a teacher, my aunt is a teacher, she's a dean of students now, my grandmother is a retired social worker. She worked in the school system for over forty years. You know, she was a retired high school uh, social worker. So I have been around educators my whole life. My uncle is uh, ex-Marine, you know, so I've been around educators and influencers my whole life. And without them, you know, my dad is a Navy. He's a, a ex-Navy. And, you know, he, 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 he just, he, there's a lot of qualities I see now that, like, are, I'm getting that are his, you know, so I see a lot and me and him that are the same, but you know, I just, I just had a very good close knit uh, circle that has, has taught, has taught me that, you know, it's, it's not always about just playing video games and working out and, you know, going out and just doing, doing whatever, you know, do some things that, you know, are going to stimulate your mind and going to better you as a person. So I just really got to thinking. Love that, man. man. A lot of good people around you. A lot of influencers. I like Thank that. You. Thank that's you, huge you. because like when you have that that stable core group you're gonna succeed my brother like right, right. that mindset is different like you know that they're not gonna baby you as much as you're their baby like they're gonna tell right. you what's up and you respect right. that and that's right right that's exactly. huge man 
Exactly, so how, how did you take, how did you guys take this whole Black Lives Movement going on and all that added to this COVID infested world with this just world getting flipped upside down? What did well, you, you, know, you guys believe in that, man? Well, you know, it, it definitely, you know, it definitely struck a, struck a core. Um, there was a time when, you know, I was just, you know, thinking about a lot. You know, and, and I saw, it took me a few days to see the, the video of George Floyd's death. Um, and when I saw it, you know, I just broke out in tears because it's just like, you know, you know, you ask the question, when is enough? But like, you know, you really want to know, like, when is enough? So, you know, and I just, I just try every day. You know, I just, I start by, you know, talking to my little brother every day, every day talking to my little brother, just seeing like, you know, where his head's at on certain topics or certain things, you know, I reiterate, like, you know, if you're in a car, like, what happens if you, if the cops pull you over, you put your hands up, like, you don't, you don't get disrespectful, don't be smart, you answer the question, yes, sir, no, sir, you give them what you want, if you're innocent, then you're good, you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to hide, and then, you know, I, I, I stress to him and a couple of the other, a couple of his friends, a couple of the young guys that, um, some of my old coaches connect me with, um, I tell them, you know, you, you, it's, it doesn't pay to be smart in this world, you know, if, if uh, it doesn't pay to be smart. So you just got to be safe and be, and be wise at the moment of what you do and what you say to the people, to officers, especially to police officers. You know, and I don't always now saying that, you know, you know, I, you might be thinking I look into the negative of, of almost anything or I, I make everything about Black Lives Matter. But no, I don't. I actually look for the little things like I, me and my mom will have constant uh, discussions that will turn into arguments that about like, you know, Black Lives Matter and things that might seem, you know, um, uh, like erasure, uh, racially um, inequality, like unequal. And we, and I talked to her and I'm like, like my as we're riding down the block, I'm like, what do you see? And she's like, she's like, I see a bunch of houses and like one Black Lives Matter sign. And I was like, ma, but that's not all you, like that, that's what you see. And I'm like, I see, you feel me, that one black house, that one house that has Black Lives Matter sign. I know that if something was to go down in my head, that's one place I can go and say, you know, I need help, that something's happening. May you please call the cops, da, 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 and, and I, may I please stay here until my mom or the cops get here, you know? I know that's one place I can go that's safe. I saw um, two kids, one black and one white, riding their bikes down the street. And I'm like, you know, I see, I see a change right here, a little bit of change right here, you know? My mom grew up in a time and an era, and she grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey, when it was probably the most racist that it could ever have been. Uh, so she grew up in a different time period to where her mind is, is differently. And I'm trying to, I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm always trying to tell her, like, you know, things are changing. You got to admit that things are changing. You got to hold on to those little, those little changes because when the big things happen, like George Floyd or, you know, um, the riots, you know, or not the riots, the um, protests where they are peaceful, but cops are making them unpeaceful. You know, those are the big ones that strike hard, but we have to hold on to the little ones so that the big ones don't hurt as much when they do. I just, <clears throat> not even to get too political or get too deep into that conversation, because that's a very mm -hmm. debatable conversation. It can cause a lot of, you know, ups and downs. But <clears throat> I right, do right, agree right. that one of the biggest things is just 
educating, you know, like right, being educated right. so you can make whatever assumptions you want once you're educated. I feel right. like it's not about necessarily, oh, a black lives matter more than a, 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 a white guy and a cop. Like, no, let's find a boundary. We're both together. Let's have many. Right. Let's not, your life is more important than mine. It's all our lives matter. Let's just figure out a way where, and then you get people who are like, yeah, well, black people have gotten the disrespect. You're hundred percent right. And I get that. But let's mm-hmm. educate, let's let's do our job to educate maybe the people who don't understand that, because not all of us are like that. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm Hispanic. Like if you see me on the street and I get pulled over, I'm a light skin. Like a cop right. isn't I'm a light skin. I'm basically black at one point. So it's right. just I, I see I see hundred percent. And it's just my opinion on the whole thing is we need to educate the people. And once you educate people, they tend to understand a lot better. Like right. okay, yeah, that is true. Like so I do exactly. I do you're saying and we spoke about we spoke about this in our previous episode with uh, Lauren Francion, and she was addressing it in a similar way. You know, people need to understand that this this isn't just a movement. This is we're talking about lives. These black lives don't matter not just today for whatever Blackout Tuesday. It matters today, tomorrow, every day, forever. And right. people need to get that. They need to instill that. And again, systemic racism needs to be gone. And it starts in the foundation of our roots. And it's a fact. And most of these lives that are being lost are African-Americans and they're being targeted. Right. Right. And there's no, there's, there's no politics in Mm -hmm. race. You know, once it it does come along with education, but it also just comes from love. Like you, you don't, you don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, you feel me? I've never said I love Sal. I've never said I love you, Oliver. You feel me? But y'all, you, you, you feel that when I'm around you, like you, you're my guy. Like I, I mess with you, like like we're friends. Like you know, if you needed something, I, and if I had it, you know, I'd be there for you, and I, I'd give it to you without a doubt. You know, Absolutely. so it, it all just comes down to to just being able to love, mm-hmm. like love thy neighbor. You feel me? And that's mm-hmm. that's that's one of the simplest commandments in the Bible that don't have to be taken to the core. You don't actually have to love everyone. You just have to have love for everyone. I, did, I, I agree with that. And the great we're having this conversation, you know why? Because we're the next generation. Right. We are right. the next generation. We are right, right now blossoming 20-year-olds about exactly. to take over the world. So we are what really matters right now. At the end of the day, our parents, older than them, whatever, they're already instilled in their mind. They can't really change. Some people, you can't change exactly. their mindset. But exactly. our group coming up now, it's our job when we have kids to be like, yo, this is what's going on. You need to understand that's not right. And that mm-hmm. changes the whole dynamic up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I completely, it's, it's just great we're having this conversation now because I feel like that's exactly what's important about this whole podcast. It's about positivity, about growth, about learning exactly. from each other. And look at look, look at the podcast right now. You know, you got me, African-American, Oliver, Hispanic, uh, Sal, Ita- Italian. Like, Albanian. we have so, we like, we, uh, we have, Albanian Greek. <laughs> Albanian Greek. <laughs> Albanian Greek. I'll accept the compliment, though. I swung for the face. But you, but you see, like, I yeah. don't like, I don't like to say white. Like, I don't say I have white friends. Like, I say I have mm. Caucasian friends. Or I'd rather, like, I have a German friend. I have an Italian friend. I have a Greek friend. Even, and then they'll yeah. come down to be like, so they're white. Yep, yep, yep. It's about love. It's just about love. I agree with that. But what are you saying, Sal? Danny, talk about, you know, your inspiration for the game of basketball. You know, who who inspired you to really pick up a basketball, play the game, whether it was someone that you took from the NBA, uh, you know, taking it from his craft in a game, and how did you apply it into your own craft as a player? I'm not going to lie. 
basketball for me wasn't something that, you know, my mom just kept on seeing me pick up a basketball and just, it was, she automatically knew basketball, basketball, basketball. It wasn't that for me. For me, it was, my mom saw I was a big boy and she said, I'm going to do something because I can't be running around the house, just bored. And she brought me to basketball. But if it wasn't for her instilling in, you know, the don't quit, because there were plenty of times when I was younger that I wanted to quit. But um, if she didn't instill in me that when I was younger, then um, I don't think I would have ever wanted to continue playing basketball. But the moment for me that I really wanted to be better and really wanted to wanted to really shine and really show that I was the best or one of the best at what I do um, was fifth grade nationals. Uh, we went and first game, I think I had like 10 and 15. And it might not sound as much, but I didn't start. I, you know, I wasn't the best player, you know, I walked almost every time I caught the ball, could barely catch the ball. So when I caught it, it was a plus. But then when I walked, it was like, eh. So, you know, um, but in fifth grade, it was just something that clicked. I just wanted to, I wanted to be better. And I saw, you know, we was around top talent and we was around some of the top guys in the country. And I just said, you know, I don't see no difference for me and him. The only difference is probably he works harder. So I just had to work hard. Mm. And from then on, I just vowed myself that I was just going to work hard for everything I wanted. Now, was there was there a certain NBA player, though, that, like, if you were watching the game, that you were like, damn, I, I want to be like him. But there was, like, well, okay. LeBron okay, so, or Right, right, right. Whatever. So, growing up, so growing up I, was always, I was always the tallest kid. So, mm-hmm. I was projected to be uh, seven seven two. The doctors, that's what the doctors said. Wow. Then, in high school... Uh, I think my knees should stop working because I probably grew about <laughs> I probably grew about two or three more inches in high school, and you know I am what I think I might have grew this summer. I don't know. We gotta see when we get back, but I think I might have grew. But you know, um, growing up, my my favorite player was always uh, Hakeem Olajuwon mm, Shaq because because I was always big and strong. But I was also over, always mobile. So I was also like, like I could do things faster than other bigs would, would like could do. So when I developed my jump shot, that was that, you know, that just took my game to the next level because now I'm big with a jump shot. And being one of the biggest kids growing up, you know, being big with a jump shot was something that was that was big. So, you know, I I wanted to be like Hakeem a lot just because of his grace and the way he moved and his footwork you know, yep exactly his footwork and his finesse with the ball being so big you know I studied him like uh, I studied him crazy like I, I even watched um his workout videos I can tell you everybody here done worked out LeBron, Melo, Stoudemire, JaVale McGee, Dwight, uh, Dwight yeah uh, a lot of people a lot he has worked out a lot of people he's even worked out Ray John, uh, Ray John Rondo if you might, if you believe it. So, wow. you know, he, he, yeah, he spread a lot of wisdom and then Shaq, because I was always also big. So Diesel. You know, Shaq, yeah, Shaq was, <laughs> I Diesel, actually baby. met Shaq. I met Shaq when I was younger he, at the boys and girls club. Cause it's, it's really? actually funny. Yeah. The boys and girls club. I blew, I, I grew up in, in, um, in Newark 
it uh-huh. is the one that he actually went to. So he would come there, pop up sometimes, and uh, I would see him. And we, uh, we that's so humble. That's so yeah. humble, Shaq. Though, like, yeah, like like coming like, back, like, like that's he was, so like, Shaq, dope, Shaq, man. Shaq is one of those who I looked up to tremendously as a man because Shaq was just as a man he carries himself uh, respectfully, and you never really hear anything bad. About Shaq, like I don't think I've heard every anything bad about Shaq, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, and also, my player now that I look up to now because it's just more of my game. I see him, I see a lot in my game, and is LeBron because uh, also because of his values as a man, you know. He, you don't ever hear anything bad about LeBron. LeBron on and off the court, the man is a role model. Mm-hmm. Exactly, the man plays basketball, goes home. Handles his business, mind you. He's playing basketball professionally. Has his own business, mm-hmm. like he he he's a CEO of his own uh, business and everything. Has a show on HBO. And, open the and, school. And, Come on. And is a great father, a great father at that. He, he he's not just a father. He he's not just a dad neither. He's a great father at that. He's supports there his, his family. Game, mm-hmm. Supports his kids. You know everything. You know so. I, and what I, I love about him too is that he has a, such a strong voice. Especially right, in the public. Right. He's not right, afraid, right, exactly. he's not afraid exactly. to say it. He's not. Exactly. I don't know if I don't know if you saw Last Dance. Um oh, yeah, and, of like, of and Mike was it was a political thing, and Mike's like, Yeah, I'm not commenting on that because I'm not I'm a bachelor player. I don't really comment right. on that. Right. And Mike, have, Mike go, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and like you see like Mike saying that, but then you see LeBron over here speaking up, wearing a shirt, like speaking up and saying this is not right. He's doing right. an interview after a game and he's saying we need the, the cops arrested for Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Yeah, the hat. Don't ask him another question. Doesn't care. Another question. He does the same thing. We need the cops arrested from Brianna Taylor. I will not stop till Brianna Taylor's cops are right. arrested. And you're like, exactly. And right. I hate and I hate where people are like. And I read the comments yesterday. It was nasty. You know, people are just like, focus on basketball. Shut up and dribble. You know what I mean? We hear that phrase a lot because of Lauren. Uh, Laura Ingram from Fox News, and that's where you know more of an athlete more than an athlete, you know, started to propel and becoming a statement amongst all athletes. You know, athletes have a voice. You know, they're not just there for the sports. They're not just there for the entertainment. They're going to propel in something else off the court as well. Right. Mike, but uh, to not really defend, but to, you know, put, like, give a little spotlight on Mike. Mike is also one of my favorite players, too, um, just off of his killer mindset, you know, just off his oh killer God. attitude. But anything. But Mike, it like is it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> like when Mike gets when Mike gets in the zone, it's <laughs> something else. So like, but but Mike, LeBron also doesn't didn't have as much as you might believe. LeBron also didn't have the clout that Jordan had. Jordan was the world at some point. Jo- mm-hmm. Jordan's name was said in every language sold and his sneakers were sold in every country around the world jordan was once the face of not only basketball the sport the universe but, but exactly basketball like and in the nba and he was Absolutely. that way for he was that way for a while for six years came took a break and came back that same way so like mm-hmm. you know mike mike was challenging something different so if mike didn't want to deal with politics at that time because he didn't feel like it was his world I kind of understand. I like. I wouldn't hold it up against him. Would I want him to say more? Yes, of course. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Like you. Like in today's era, he probably would have said more just because of the way that everyone stands up. 
you know, mm -hmm. back then it wasn't much, there wasn't many other athletes that were also standing up for, um, for their, you know, for what they believed in, not standing up, but they just didn't feel comfortable enough to do it, you know, so. Um, See, this is where, this is kind of where I disagree with you a little bit. Yes, he was the face of the planet, the face of entertainment right. and show business mm -hmm. just in basketball, right? He was equivalent mm -hmm, to Michael mm -hmm. Jackson, I would say, that much right, clout. Right, right. But exactly. at the same exactly. time, at the same time, I would say LeBron is universally popular as well. I mean, he's always in China, uh, Asia. I, I mean, I'm sorry, China is in Asia. Europe. I mean, he's been around the world as well. He's very well known and his he shoe is. sells. But the difference is, is the social media aspect. There was really right. no impact of social media. I'm sorry, but if Jordan had the amount of hate, criticism, all these analysts, Skip Bayless, Stephen A, just talking out of their, you know, their mouths every single day about him. You know, Jordan would, I think it would affect him. I honestly think so. I think LeBron gets a lot, and that's why he goes zero dark 30 every time he's in the playoffs. No, but, no, but, um, Jordan, I, Jordan did, Jordan did get, Jordan did get that. Jordan got that in worse. Jordan, equivalent. Jordan got that. Jordan got that in a more physical aspect. They would probably send in Jordan letters if they found out where Jordan lived. They would probably send Jordan an angry letter. Shit, I mean, if bro. you were sending letters, you could just throw them out and shred them. So, bro, Jordan, you, but you, you but you always, it. you always trust me. You always pick up. Like they say, don't read the comments, but you always read at least one comment. Any athlete that has a social media platform will tell you that they say don't read the comments. But you at least read of one of those comments to see what people are, what people feel, or what people think about you. So, Listen, I you know, agree with that. It's just that if it's a letter, I it's simple. I I know it's going to be a hater, especially in Jordan's case. He's getting millions of letters, yeah, but, like you're saying. Right, but, I, but throw but, it out. But half, but it also could be a fan. You know, Jordan. Jordan was hated but loved by everyone. Jordan, they everyone loved to watch Jordan play, but hated when they played his team. You know, if if you go because he was any, just that competitive, though exactly, he was exactly uh, exactly Jordan, Jordan, Jordan beat you because he was better than you, and that yeah. was just that was just outright. He just worked harder than you, and that was Bro, just, you, that's just all he did with his competitors. You would look at Jordan and be like, "Yo, like your breath smells today," and he he dropped forty on you just for like, that like, disrespect. Like he, like he didn't like he didn't <laughs> like Jordan, like his worth and his. His worth ethic was just different. Bro, that just, pizza, that pizza that supposedly was poison. Like, I heard that pizza wasn't poison, but in his head, he got sick from that pizza. And, like, in his head, he's like, oh, they were coming after me. Like, that's just the mindset he has. He just has, like, everyone's against me. Like, what did you say to me? Oh, like, you suck. All right, bet. Watch still, it's still yeah, one Jordan, of yeah, Right, right. And Jordan, Jordan's, like, his dad said that if you told Jordan he couldn't do something, he would do it just to yeah. prove you wrong. Hmm. Like, and then that that competitive mindset and that competitive attitude, along with just his you know talent and his 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 uh, ability that was given to him, you know that just propelled him to be. And I feel like he's just, I feel like he was just the first to do it, Sal. That's why I feel like for LeBron, it's it's a little different because LeBron is always gonna have somebody else mentioned in his name. Kobe. Sure. And same LeBron. with Kobe. Yeah. And exactly. Kobe yeah. Especially exactly. Kobe definitely went through it as well. You know, it's, 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 the exactly. whole championship reign. I mean, dude, that 2000, 2001 playoff series where right, they, right, it was right. a must win against Portland. If he hadn't won that game, he would have been destroyed on social media or not social media, but like on the news, you mm -hmm. know, networks, mm -hmm. they would have destroyed him, him and Shaq. Right. So it was, that's right. why right. how much of a must win it was. 
But right. if you see that, like what LeBron said, it's an evolution. Without Jordan, there's no Kobe. There's no LeBron. Like, it's of just like an evolution. Like, you learn from this. Like, that's like your dad, then your son, mm-hmm. then him having a son. It's like your son is not going to be better than your dad because he's the one who made you. Oh, my yeah, God, that analogy. Oh, quote me on that. But, you know, going back to what our, you know, the beginning of our topic with this topic, you know, like you said, uh, Oliver, like, you know, there's no Kobe without Jordan. There's no, frankly, no LeBron without Kobe based on, you know, competitiveness and expertise. So being that LeBron's more vocal than Jordan shows you how much he's learned from kind of the mistakes that Jordan made and his personal decisions. Rather, he's more open and will be a voice of the people and the youth. Well, to add a little bit to that, before we segue to whatever next question is, if you see Jordan, Jordan did his thing, really didn't get into politics, like did his business on the side. Like he's made a shit ton of money with his, with his, uh, with his shoe brand. But then you have, when you have Kobe, he got a little bit more into the business side of it. He started becoming more of a mogul. He started investing. Now you have LeBron who speaks up, does the business, does the shoes, does all that. And it just keeps on adding. That ties yep. into what you that ties into what you said, Oliver. Yep. Which now you see thinking. Now I got me thinking. Kobe and LeBron learned from Mike how to yeah. do it better and how to be a better best. You know, like Kobe, like you said, he now uh before he died, he started to become more of a businessman, more of a Absolutely. You know, now you see Kobe everywhere winning Oscars, doing this, doing that, like, starting his own ESPN series, you know, like he was mm, he was really doing it. his own thing, let me, you know. Let me give you a better analogy, even better than that. Curry. Before Curry went off on his three-point game, it changed the whole NBA up because now you have guys playing in the park instead of driving. Now everybody's pulling for three. I'm an air ball central type of guy and I pull up for threes. All the time, hoping at least one goes in. You have Dame Lillard going crazy now via threes, but you can't forget that Curry changed the game for basketball. Exactly. So it's just a, I saw a post today. I saw a post today by Bleacher Report and uh, Kenny Smith last night inside the NBA. He was talking mm-hmm. about, man, I think Lillard, Lillard's taking Curry's game. He might be better shooter than Curry. I was like, what? I think so. No, I'm not gonna what? Hold on, Oliver. What? Hold on, hold on. Before you speak, uh, Danny. People are easy to forget that Curry is the one, like you just said, established that be you know beyond yes, perimeter. But he's not clutch. He's not clutch. Right, but right. Dame, but that is. Dame, I agree Dame with that. It, I agree Dame with that. Dame's doing it clutch. Dame's doing it clutch. He is doing it clutch. Dame is doing it. Mellow as well. Listen, you can't but take you can't take away the from Curry. three. That's Curry. Hey, no, 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 you you, you Curry. can't take away from Curry. He started that. Dame, Dame is Dame is now taking it to another level just yes. by Dame, <laughs> but you know. Um, but you know, there, there's a bunch of players we can we can say today that contribute to just the way basketball is changing. Changing Harden, you know, now when mm. everybody does, does a step back, they say you're doing a Harden. I um, I agree with Chuck. Hello. I think he's the best one-on-one basketball player. Hello, the mellow post fade, post post like a post a post player uh uh post players fade. Now you'll say he, he, guard. He, he he's looking like mellow. You feel me? Like post fade like mellow. You know. So well, the game is definitely, and their players now they definitely Kyrie Irving, you know his finesse. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of players today changing the game and making mm, it. That's a good uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, the game always needs to change, and it's changing, and it's be it's get it's changing and being more exciting. Like it just makes you wonder, like, well, we're forty or fifty years old, 
and we can't play none of the sports that we play, what is our game really going to look like? Like, you know, like... It's going to look like we're in the 60s playing again. (laughs) No, no, but, like, we, like, if it's evolving this way and it's exciting the way it's evolving, like, you, we got guys doing windmills and 360s from the free throw line. It's not too many more generations. And they're young. And they're young. And they're young. There's not too many more generations that we'll have to where girls will start dunking, to where girls will start dunking regularly because they're talking about lowering the uh, the rim. Because Shaq brought up a great point one night on uh, on, on, on TNC. He said in volleyball, the, the net is lowered like an inch and a half. Really? Uh, in college, yeah. In college, the net for girls' volleyball is lowered like an inch and a half um, below for men's. So for girls, if you lower the rim an inch and a half, that's a lot. In basketball, that's a lot. Especially the way we jump. If you are, especially if you lower our room an inch and a half, almost everybody will be dunking. And you know, mm-hmm. seven footers will just be able to stand there and just throw their hands in. So mm-hmm. you know, it it'll, it'll just, change a lot. It's a good point. Well, it, it's it's just the aspect of life. It's just remember the evolution of man. We started as right. apes. Now we're like right. this. An example: right. Right. Curry. Curry will step up a regular season game, drop fifty, mm-hmm. playoffs, drop maybe whatever, drop it. But when it comes down to it. Dame is doing it a little bit better because he's doing it with pressure. So he now adapt- I, say that I will say I will say he adapted but, what Curry brought to the game. He adapted yeah. that into his own game. Besides being a driver, brought, and he brought and Dame you, time. And what, time. Said, and what you said, Oliver, with he's doing it under pressure. They no one expects Portland to beat the Lakers except me because I'm watching the game and I'm seeing the way Lakers play and I'm like. You guys coming out lackadaisical. Dame is not on no lackadaisical time. If you're not on Dame time, you're not on the right time. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like 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 Dame is doing it under pressure because no one expects Portland to beat Los Angeles. But that now, is that is a very good Dame, point. It's basically the only Dame is. beating LeBron and AD. That's basically what I see. Dame beating LeBron and AD, and that's OD to me for sure. But I was just gonna say, like, you're right. I mean. The eighth seed can take down, especially in this type of environment where there's mm-hmm. no home court advantage. Mm-hmm. It's almost a leveling playing field. You know, mm-hmm. there will be some shockers. And, of course, last right. night was a shocker. The thing right. that I was annoyed about is that LeBron didn't play like garbage. He had a triple-double. Anthony right. Davis put up 20-plus. The thing that shot. irritated me was they couldn't hit a shot. We just spoke with Bill Horenda, yep. and mm-hmm. he's a contributor, and he was basically breaking it down. They had – Five, I think in a total of five threes as a team. You know how yeah. terrible that is? Because Damian Lillard averages more than that by exactly. himself. So exactly. you have to be like, for Danny, players like Danny Green, KCP, Kuzma, I, I, I really should expect more threes from Kuzma. They need to play JR, Waiters. Like, it starts with the team besides LeBron and AD. Yes, those are two solid players, but you need to have a team behind them. That's where, how the Andy. Warriors are propelling. I just feel Andy. like... Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, me and Andy, he was on the show. We had a conversation about this yesterday. I called him, and he's like, it's just crazy to me that he goes, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I'll be honest with you. It's like when you play with LeBron, it's like you get too easy. You, like, depend on him too much. It's like exactly. you just depend. Exactly. It's just a mindset thing. Like, you've got him, so you don't really got to go OD because he's already going to take over the game. And it's like every team he's been on, it's been almost the same exact thing. So right. that's actually kind of interesting to know that because he's been it's playing, like, yeah, he's been playing more like well, Scottie Pippen nowadays, being more of a playmaker. I need him to be more of a killer instinct kind of. The problem player. is he's older too. You got you got to understand that. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, I feel like 
I feel like you're right, Sal. The guys got to guys got to step up, and that's uh, that's that's just like one thing I'm really stressing with my team, I, or something I really want to stress in my team this year is be your be your best self. Be your best self. If at the end of the day, if you're the best player that you can be, then we then we there's no way we can lose because if every player on the team is the best player they can be. How, how can you lose? And then you're all getting better together, you know. And that just that that doesn't come from you know chemistry off the court that, uh, or or practice time. That comes from you working out, going and working out on your own, working on your game and doing you know. So I think last night was you know just LeBron being LeBron and his teammates just you know they it just wasn't their night. They just wasn't on. And I can mm. totally understand that because. There's certain nights, you know, where I've, where, where I, me and my team have struggled from making shots. You know, it's not, it's not a thing. Exactly. Where, it's just you know, game one. Exactly. Exactly. Is that it, it is game one? So you know, all I know is if the Lakers don't come out next game, ready to play, it's a problem. And it's if a they problem. come out the way they came out, because I will admit their start was terrible. I knew they were gonna lose that game from they the start. They came out flat-footed. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My brother is a Lakers fan, and. I, t- I told him, I, you, you know you guys are looting, losing because the, the way you guys are playing right now against Dame Lillard, who's hot right now, who scored 51 and then 61. So not only did he prove to you that he scored 50, but he scored 10 more points, uh, 10 more points to, to add to his, you know, his accolades. Like, you, you can't come out lackadaisical against Dame. Not even Portland, Dame, because they also have other players along with Portland, mm-hmm. Carmelo, uh, C.J. McCullough, Nurkic, Gary Trent Jr. A, side. a lot of exactly, a lot of players exactly. just stepping up. I wish it was the same for the Lakers, and that's exactly. what they're missing. Somebody needs it, to step up. Uh, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You can't forget the underdog, baby. It's the best to be the underdog. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love mm-hmm. being counted out. Yep. It's just that af- athlete in you. If you're a real athlete, yeah. This goes out to my all my athletes out here. When you're counted out. That's the best feeling in the world if you're a real Thanks. guy. Cause that's when you really enjoy it. That's when you really shove it in people's faces. When I came into the FDU, I, didn't, I came in my freshman year. I won the MVP my senior year coming into college. I was all confident. I was ready to go. I didn't get the, res- the respect I deserved at all. I was just – I was like, whatever. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I had a terrible fall. Come in. I'm benched 10 games. Don't play a single game. Everybody gets hurt. And coach goes, before that, I was benched the first five days. I went and hit. Every day I went by myself, 40 minutes away, and I hit by myself. And I said, when I get my shot, God and my feet are going to control that. I'm not even going to be nervous. Oh, God. Everybody gets hurt. And coach goes, who are we going to play now? Who are we going to play now? I looked at him, and I was like, damn, that's some disrespect. Bro, I hit 380 for the next 10 to 15 games. Mm. Everybody thought I was on steroids. Go on. Everybody thought I was on steroids, bro. It's just the best feeling in the world. Oh my god. Mm, uh, no, I, I really I really can tell. And definitely, you know, he got a lot of disrespect, Lillard, especially during these games, the yes. seated games. You know, that disrespect, that slander he got from Paul George and Patrick Beverly. He didn't really deserve that. He sent both of those losers at home, you know, from Houston. Bro, Curry's and- wife had to come defend him. <laughs> He got so much slander. But seeing him yesterday, like 
as I much like as I to watch this. I feel like Curry's <laughs> not gonna like watch this. <laughs> no, as much as I resent, you know, the fact that the Lakers <laughs> lost yesterday. Like I really that was I was telling all my friends and my boss, coworkers. <laughs> Like, this is a statement game. Like, I need him to freaking go off. He goes off, the team still loses, and I was pissed off. Yeah. Next thing you know, I see Lillard dancing to the East Oakland anthem, and he's just going crazy. But it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun. Like, it's proven, you know, you know what wrong. I took from that? You know what I took from that? I'm sorry for cutting all you guys off because I like mm-hmm. talking. Um, Dame literally said, finally, my work is paying off. All yeah. those times in the gym, all those mm-hmm. times working out when no one saw him making those ridiculous threes now they're paying off and he's like is this my work paying off like there's not right. even a pressure he prepared for this right. so that's just that that feeling that feeling right there alone you know and I, that's another thing i've learned you know i i've also been counted out all my life the only shot i got was when you know i i was given my shot to go play for a better aau team when i was younger out of now that was has anything else after that i heard I earned all the other AU programs I played, top AU programs I played for. I earned my high school career. You know, I earned my scholarship. I earned everything that I have gotten today. And, and you know, I've, I've just wished I looked at it differently growing up as to a point of how can I, how can I raise my value? You know, I've been, I've been, uh, listening to motivational uh, videos more often to just, you Denzel, know. Denzel, look up Denzel, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Denzel is crazy. I, I just go on YouTube and I just look up motivational, FIF for whatever I need, maybe patience or, mm-hmm. you know, motivation just to go, just to go work out. I'll wake up and just, the first thing, turn my TV on and listen to a motivational mm-hmm. video as I'm getting dressed to go work out, you know, and. Yeah, and, and I love. I love how, assist, like, our assistant coach, Bruce Hamburger for FDU, he'll always send us some motivation exactly, quotes, Exactly, yeah, like, videos. especially those. It's yeah. like, I'll be working out, I'll be working out, I'll look at it, I'll see it, I'll read it and everything, and I'll be like, wow, that's crazy. And that'll just make me want to work even harder and make, make, make me want to even go even harder. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just wish that I would have um, increased my value. Because uh, I, I listened to I listened to something that said, if you, if you want to seem – uh, if you want to impress somebody, you want to give them a proof of your worth. Don't mm-hmm. don't kiss their behind. Don't give them a reason to like you more. Give them a reason to value you more. Change it. Like, what are you bringing value. to the table? Exactly. 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 What are you like? Like table. if you're if you're if you're if you're a basketball player and you're bringing a jump shot and and speed. What's that? You know, you don't have no handles. You're fast, but you shoot. You're not going to the basket. You, 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 you feel me? So your your best your best bet is being able to go from one three point line to the other three point line in three point five seconds. That's your best attribute. But now, if you can shoot, pass, and you're fast, now you're a little bit better. If you can shoot, pass, dribble, it's all and about fast, yeah, applying those attributes. Now you're yep. a shooting guard. Now you're a shooting guard. If you can shoot, pass, um. You know, and do all the right necessary things that I just rebound said. exactly all around. Rebound, rebound, yeah, yeah. attack. If you're all around player, now you've just increased your value. So now, now more is wanted out of you. You know, now more yeah. is given to you, and Absolutely. also more is wanted out of you. And that's what coaches look at. They look at you know, exactly. are you coachable? Are you exactly. a team player? Are you playmaking? Are you doing more than just scoring? You know, are you all around? Like you said on defense exactly. as well. Are you are you a leader? Are you a leader? You know, because a big a leader focus as well. Just, Exactly. A leader doesn't just doesn't just tell people what to do. 
if you're a leader, then you know. A leader isn't just telling people what to do. A yeah. leader is coming every day working so that they see what to do as long as as you're telling them what to do. Because if they see you yeah. jogging, yeah. if they see you jogging while you calling shots, who gonna respect somebody that's jogging minute, while you calling shots? You gotta set the, the minute, example the, for the players. Yep. Exactly. The minute you start getting hated, the minute you start hearing people have a conversation about you, you know you're a leader. Because oh, that yeah, means you course. found yourself. Of course, of course, of, and, and you're not gonna be liked by everybody if you're a leader. Nice. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have your guys that you know you can be hard on and connect with them. But and then you're gonna have your guys you just gotta be hard on. You just you know it's got if you have a conversation outside, it's gotta be yo like what's up? How you doing? Uh, that's it. Keep it going. You know, and I've had I've had plenty of teammates like that. You know, I've had plenty of teammates where me and my team will probably only say hey, how you doing? And that's it. Keep it pushing. And it will be at school and just like, you know, but at the end mm. of the day, I got his back. He got my back and we're going to go play hard on the court. We're going to give it all. I know he's going to give it uh, his all. He know I'm going to give it my all, you know. So, like, at the end of the day, teammates don't have to be friends. But as a leader, you got to understand that you're not going to be friends with everybody on your team. The thing that's great, and I, I love that you mentioned, you know, the talks about being a leader, and that's a vital role, especially for any team that you play with in any sport. Now, you played alongside, you know, three powerhouse conference college athletes in, yeah. you know, Jelly JQ, Javon Quinterly, Luther mm-hmm. Muhammad, and the Pistons, Lewis King. He's in the right, NBA right, right now. Right. Insane. Right, right. What were some key lessons you learned from, from them? in which you became the leader in your, se- uh, in your senior season and after graduating Hudson Catholic. All right. So it's funny because um, I've actually learned something from each and every one of these guys. And I hate to admit it, but I've actually have learned something from each and every one of these guys. I don't hate to admit it. You know, these guys are my older brother. And, you know, they have, you know, stuck with me through a lot, you know, through a lot. So, you know, we, we we have gone through battles and battles and battles together. So these are exactly. my guys and these are these these are family. These are my older brothers. So, you know, um Javon, I've learned work ethic. When I mean Javon is the most workaholic person I have ever met. Every weekend practice, every weekend game, he is there an hour or two before to work out and then relax and then practice and he goes hard in practice and he 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 credits what he does in practice even though coach hated when he did it he would practice his jelly like javon would practice or he didn't just go to the games and just do that stuff he actually practiced that stuff and practiced and practiced and practiced and javon's worth ethic is incredible like javon has Javon's worth, I think, is incredible. And that's why I know when he gets his chance with Alabama, he is going to he's going to do he's great going things. And I, exactly, exactly. And I, I wish nothing but the best for him. Now, I Luther, hope we can get him on the show, man. That, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely mean, I, want to get some talks I, into Yeah, I mean, he, he, I, mean, I can reach out to him, see, see what he's doing. But I think he's, I think he's back out in Alabama now. But I'll, I'll reach out to him. Exactly. Because he's another, he's another player that's just gotten so much slander. You know, like, everyone's like, yeah. like, where's Jay Cuban? Uh, what happened to uh, Villanova? What happened to Arizona? Jay Cuban, you know, let, Cuban let the kid relax. Either. He's a kid just like us, and he's going yeah. through it. He's had some yeah. tough coaches, tough experiences, mm-hmm. but. You cannot take out what he's done in high school, man. Seven yeah. straight, was it seven straight titles that Hudson yeah, Catholic has won? Yeah, we uh, yeah, Hudson Hudson Catholic itself had seven. We were a part of uh, I think it was four, no, three I or four, three. right? 
Yeah, I was a part of three. They were a part of. Four. They had four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they and, were a part of four. And you, you broke the you you had a you're you're historian over there. You know, being that you started <laughs> four years in varsity yeah. freshman year. Yeah, I mean, what that yeah. what was that like? You know, I didn't get to start varsity till like junior year. I mean, for, honestly, both of you, way, brother. How was it, it like was, walking in as a freshman for a big um, stage like that? Uh, it was at first. It was. It was overwhelming at first, you know, but I understood because of freshman, you know, I understood there was going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of mental laps that I was going to have. So that was something I was ready for. You know, I, I wasn't okay. blind, you know, I wasn't oblivious to that stuff coming towards me. Um, but, you know, I just, I just worked hard. I just worked hard my freshman year. My coach got on me. My coach has been on me ever since. And my coach is still on me and I graduated. So That's you awesome. know, he is the best coach. Exactly, exactly. So my coach has been on me since day one. You know, I remember the first workout feeling like it's practice and Devon being the one to be like, oh, this ain't practice. This is just summer workouts. And I'm like, well, we still in summer workouts and we start school already? <laughs> like, it's that crazy. But, you know, I just went in wanting to work. I went in with about four or five of the freshmen. So, you know, it automatically just had – I felt like I had to stand out. Because you know, because it was more more freshmen, and then on top of that, it was about three of them that was also around my height. You know, Mark Bruce, he could shoot. He was a big that could shoot. Um, Kyrie, he was uh, you know big that got hand, had handle, got to the basket, and could shoot. Uh, Jordan, more of a power forward like me. You know, and then there's me, and then there was John Delgado. You know, he stuck with me throughout uh, my whole high school career, and uh, you know, we just. You know, I just felt like I had to show that, you know, I am the freshman that you want to play. You know, I am the freshman that you are going to play if you need a freshman. So, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine you coming your freshman year was like nothing's changing, correct? Because you already been through winning your spot. You came into freshman year college. How was that like? Oh, well, freshman year, no, no, no. Freshman year college, um, it definitely, definitely was kind of different. You know, for me, like you said, I, uh, ever since I can remember, ever since sixth grade, I've always had a starting spot. I've, uh, I've always earned my starting spot. I've always, you know, it was just something that was guaranteed. I was starting the game off, you know. So then when I got to college, you know, it was kind of a little different um, in the aspect of I learned that I, I don't want to be the player that I was. You know, I'm coming back a totally different player. You know, I'm just working. Like I like like South like South said, I'm I'm working. You know, I'm working every day, every like every day, every two three times a day. I'm working because I I just I want to be better and I don't want to. I see the way things went in high school and how I could have changed it myself and how I could have had a better you know high school story or given a better high school story. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna change that. I don't want what happened in high school to happen again. Um, and I want to, I want to be better. You know, I want to be better. I want to do better and leave. If you know, these, if these are gonna be the last four years of my uh, basketball career, I want to make, you make know, it make work, sure man, I go out. exactly, Absolutely. make sure I know, you know, I went out with a bang and I went out the best bang that I could get. You know, the hardest yeah. part for me was giving up baseball this year because. All my life, that's all I worked for. All my life, I know, that's right, what I wanted I, to do. I was, I when I heard about your story, bro, I was like, I was hard, I was so heartfelt for you, bro, because I was like, dang, that's crazy. 
Like I was so heartfelt for you, bro. I was I was just I was just so heartfelt for you, bro. Like I couldn't see you because you wasn't around. I wanted to like let you know you were feeling like like I'm here if you need me and everything. But bro, like that was so crazy. I just want to let you know like how I felt about at that moment because I never got yeah. the chance to tell you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, like right there, my life changed. But I you know I was like, you know, I'll give baseball a couple more years. And unfortunately, the situation I was put in it was very hard too. Um, mm-hmm. I figured I had to realize that I wasn't the same Ali I used to be. I wasn't 100% healthy anymore. I just right. wasn't that guy anymore. So right, right. right then and there is when people tell you your life can change in the, the snap of a finger. So make mm-hmm. sure every moment of your life, coming from someone that wishes he could have, like that one last game at college where he could go right, off, right, right. like enjoy every fucking moment, man. Because honestly, like you just never know when something could just happen, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to appreciate it because that's one thing I'm at peace with is I told myself and I prayed to God and I said, if you give me a chance to be back on the field again, I will enjoy every second of it. Because if you take it away from me again, I'll, I'll accept it. And that's exactly right. what happened. I just enjoyed every second of it. And my life changed because of that. And I'm happy because of that. I'm happy I'm doing this podcast, taking school a little more serious, helping right. impact the youth a little bit more, you know, but I am happy in that piece. So just to give you a piece of advice, bro, enjoy every moment, enjoy every workout, enjoy every second you have, not just life, but of being there, being a Division One basketball player, proving yourself. And when you want to give up, man, just realize there's some people that would rather be in your shoes that are pretty close to you, like myself. I'd rather be in your shoes than my shoes right now. So without a doubt, brother, keep on working, keep on pushing forward because there's nothing more that makes me feel better than everyone eats. I always say, I eat, all my mans eat, all my people's eat. You know what I'm that's saying? Because right, right, it's right. just how it is, brother. It's just... It's amazing, that's right, man. That's right, and that's, that's, right. that's a message for all athletes, you know. Like you said, you know, cherish these moments. Cherish these, you know, these bonds that you make throughout your time in, in uh, college with your teammates, friends on campus. You know, you never know. Like Danny said, you know, four years, it could be done. Or right. you could have an abrupt end like the pandemic and, you know, and your Caesar's, senior season's done just like that. Right. And you right. can't control it. But, you know, that's the message that we try to make with this podcast, you know, with your story, Danny, we're inspiring, we're motivating, and it's something that everyone can cherish, no matter what sport you're in. So I kind of cut you off before previously, we were talking about, you know, the people that kind of like really motivated you, especially to play right, right. in your senior season, you know, right. so now continue with Luther. So what did Luther right. so, bring to the table for you? So Another Luther- tremendous player. Right, Luther taught me how to uh, just use my hard work uh, ethic into a more mean way. Luther is a very mean player. And, you know, just, you know, he works incredibly hard on and off the floor. You know, he just, Luther, Luther is a dog. And I don't know if you guys know Emmanuel quickly. He goes to Kentucky. I think he's uh, declaring for the draft this year or maybe this year or next year. But um, we played Emmanuel quickly at the uh, Hoop Hall Classic, a round ball Hoop Hall Classic, Hall of, a basketball Hall of Fame Hoop Hall Classic, um, one of the biggest high school um, showcase games in the country. You know, Mount Ver goes there, Roselle, every, everyone mm. goes there. So we played Emmanuel quickly school. And, Luther, you know, Emmanuel quickly averaged about 30, 40 in high school. And Luther – shut Emmanuel quickly. He made it his business. He told me before the game that Emmanuel quickly wasn't going to get more than two points. He said he may score me once, but after he scores that one time, he's not going to score again. And Emmanuel quickly scored two points that entire game. And from there, I just 
took like I, I still call Luther up till today and ask him about defensive advice. Um and Amazing. you know like just 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 little little tactics that he used to do because we used to be at practice and Luther we would battle for a rebound and Luther would Luther would either elbow me in my stomach or he would put his shoulder square in my <laughs> chest so that uh, when we're going up for the rebound, he gets it and he almost finished. I never let him finish because then I'm grabbing him after after he takes all the air out of me. But Damn. he, but he, he just he, you know he gets it done and he works he works incredibly hard for it. And you know there's nothing you can take away from Luther because he is going to work hard. You know at Ohio State he proved that he worked hard. You know and at Arizona State he's going to prove that he works hard and that's why he's there. You know so. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Lewis King, you know, he's the one out of that Lewis. group that that's in the NBA. I mean, I'm sure all three of them are going to the NBA at one point. Right, right. But Lewis right, is obviously course. the first one to make it. What did he right, really right. teach you? Lewis taught me how to have fun, but also be uh, work driven. You know, I apologize if you, if you guys hear the little uh, banging in the background. But um, Lewis taught me how to have fun by a while also being, you know, um, a work driven. Lewis would make a joke before he stepped on the court and have everyone laughing before you step on the court. But as soon as Lewis stepped on the court, it was all business. He would literally stop laughing, stop joking around. Everything would get serious. And Lewis <laughs> would, you know, and Lewis would just go and work for the two hours that we would be there. And, you know, Lewis also – uh, t- made me a better defender because I was guarding him every day in practice, every day in practice. So, you know, um, in the beginning, it definitely was difficult because Lewis is, you know, tall and he shoots and he can get to the basket. So it's like, you really can't play him a certain type of way, but you have to play him honestly. So, you know, it definitely taught me a lot of things defensively. It definitely made me the, fe- the defensive player I am today, you know, and, I still I call Lewis up today more of as you know advice on you know like how to you know do offensive moves. So I like you know bro like when you shoot the ball or when you when your man is on you like what you do what you thinking about like you know he's and he'll he'll drop some knowledge to me and show me he'll even like we'll even be on Facetime and he'll be like you know if you got computer something pull up we got highlight or something I'll show you. And he'll show me like before the play, before he even gets the ball, like what he's what he's going, what's going through his head and everything. So you know, I definitely use those guys as like a big help, and um, they definitely helped me out a lot, you know, um, for basketball wise and everything. That's awesome, especially like these guys are that's still great. in contact. That that's like brotherhood, man. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Of we course. always talk about like when we're in the basketball huddle, you know, everyone's family. This is truly your family. Like they, the fact they keep reaching back. They don't hesitate. It's it's deep. It's impactful. Of course, and me, yeah. We all me and me and all these guys. We have all been through war together. You know, through the ups, through the downs, through you know all of it. So, we honestly can say that we are you know close to everything, and and um you know we 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 honestly can say that we are a band. And not to forget my boy Shaq. You know, my boy Shaq, who was also with us. Uh, he. He taught me, like, academically. Shaq is one of the smartest athletes I've ever known. He goes to Wiseman, and he graduated Hudson Capital with a 4.0. You know, Hudson is not a dumb school. So he graduated Hudson and goes to Wiseman, one of the top three academic schools in the country. 
And, you know, he is just doing, he's doing his thing out there. So, you know, Incredible. shout out to definitely helped me out too. Incredible. Like with so, the ac- uh, academic aspect, you know, how to balance so, it. Danny, before we let you go, just want to leave with, if you can leave one last message, you know, you just finished your freshman year in college mm-hmm. for FDU. What's a message for young athletes, especially athletes that are highly successful in high school coming into college, you know, explain that difference in the landscape. I think what I would say is be prepared to be a freshman, you know, you know there's, there's nothing wrong with being a freshman. The best time in a college, you know, Christian Leighton, one of the best Duke uh, college players ever to play in for a Duke uniform, you know, said one of his best years was his freshman year because the only thing you're required to do is carry the bags. So when you're a freshman, be a freshman and enjoy the moment. Like, yeah, you might have to carry bags. Yeah, you might not play. But work hard. Work. Figure out why you're not playing, and then you might play. Figure out what you need to do to play, and then you might play. You know, and college definitely, I've, I've learned, is a free zone you know you you want to go to that in high school and growing up it's re- kind of restricted because you can only really work out when you have practice or when you can get in the gym you know but in college you can get in the gym almost anytime you want so it's really all about how much you want it how much you really want to be better and want to you know work on your craft and just work hard like everything comes with hard work everything comes with hard work you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're not going to get nowhere. Like, you can't even be a bum without working hard at doing that. So, you know, you everything comes with hard work. Hard work, hard work, hard work, for real. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, well, man. Danny, that was good, man. You're a good public yeah. speaker, brother. You're a good <laughs> public speaker. You and Devin, man. Thank you, man. You and Devin. That's the therapeutic in me, you know. That's that's why I really want to be a therapist because I like helping people. And, you know, I feel like I really connect. I, really, I feel like I really connect with people, you know. Like, you I feel like for real, it, for real, I feel like we, this was just a, a scheduled Zoom meeting between us. Like, we, we just all came together. Just to a FaceTime. That's what it feels that's like. A, <laughs> a FaceTime. FaceTime. <laughs> that's the whole point of the podcast, man. Like, yeah. you don't want to – you don't want to – Imagine you listening to yourself your junior year, listening to someone like you. Your mindset would change a little slight bit. Right. It would prepare you a little more. Right. It would teach you a little something, a little tweak. Like I said, a little seasoning to your salad. You know, it's like adds that, you know what I'm saying, some croutons. You know what I mean? Like, let me get some Parmesan cheese instead of, you know, sh- uh, shredded American cheese. But anyway. You got it, man. You know? <laughs> It's that's the he's whole going point. Of the in, I think I think somebody needs to get him you know? a salad because he's going in on this salad right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother. But thank you for being on the show. We appreciate. Absolutely, it was a thank pleasure to have you me. on. Thank you for thank you for having nice me. It was an honor. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the final Fun. two podcast. Podcast. Ooh. Like and subscribe. Like that. Like that. Like that.